0: Hey everyone, my name's Anthony. This is my beautiful wife Miriam Fleming with the Senior Pastors of Church Alive in New Jersey. And man, we want to welcome you and invite you to the house of God. Every time you come to the house of God, it's going to be friendly. It's going to impact your faith. It's going to impact your life and your thinking. And so man, we have incredible kids program. Our worship is off the charts and the messages will hit you where you need it.
1: At Church Alive, we passionately value people, those who are here, those who are not here yet. We also believe big, and hey, we have a great time too. So all are welcome, we hope you'll join us. God bless you guys.
0: Why don't you stand to your feet if you're not already Again, I want to say welcome online, and welcome, actually, we've got some overflow going on. So, come on, can we give them a shout? Thanks for coming. Pray that's a special experience. Who's excited about Christmas? My girl said to me last night, uh, little Hope, she's five years old, she's like, Daddy, in five days is Christmas? And then she's like, and then after that, it's four days? And then after that, it's three days? And then on the third day, after that, it's two days? And after two days, it's one day? And then it's Christmas. I was like, I'm glad you can count. So she's excited. And I'm excited what my wife's going to buy me. Look forward to it. What is it, babe? All right, just checking, just checking. All right, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory and the brightness and the shining of God shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Someone say, Great joy for all people. Someone say, All people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, He is the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, someone say suddenly. Praying there's a suddenly for some people in here today. Suddenly faith will get in your heart. Suddenly hope will get in your heart. Suddenly peace will begin to touch your soul in a new way in Jesus' name. God can do a suddenly. How many of you believe it? Suddenly. A great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Someone say favor. Amen. Someone say favor ain't fair. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank you. Your peace, your joy, your favor, your grace, your goodness, your good news all over. Lord, these services. Father, I thank you for the opportunity it is to preach your word, to 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 really step into what you've called me to do. But Father, I pray for your people. Lord, would you love on them today? Would you strengthen them today? Would you reveal truth to them today? Would open eyes and ears and like the shepherds were sent, God to deliver a message. I pray that people would receive that message from this shepherd. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I receive you. I receive your word. I open my mind and my heart in your powerful name. And everyone said, Amen. Come on, give God a hand. One more time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, worship team. Grab your seat. What's in the news recently? Vaccines. Talking about, you know, I heard Denzel Washington say this. He said, if you don't listen to the news, you're uninformed. If you listen to the news, you're misinformed. Good old Denzel. He'll give you a quote here and there, won't he? But there's a lot of talk on vaccines and how effective they're going to be and Then there's side effects. What are the side effects going to be? And then even there's thought and questions on um, with the vaccine, like what are the side effects going to be and who's responsible for the side effects? And actually, there's a signed contract that no one's responsible for the side effects. So that's another question. One of the things I noticed as an Australian coming to America was the number of pharmaceutical commercials that seemed to play on the TV. In Australia, I'm not sure why, but I, you, you just don't see a lot of that. But when I came to the States, I would see all these pharmaceutical commercials kind of all the time, and, and often they're obviously going to fix something, right? They're going to fix that you've got a stuffy nose. And they're, they're showing pictures and everyone w- rolling around kind of hills and smelling flowers. They're like, you're no longer going to have a, a, a full nose. And then the last 15 seconds of the commercials will say yes but you may grow weird here here no hair out of your ear you might grow a third eye you might die you might get constipated you might get diarrhea and i'm like i just had a stuffy nose like i'm trying to heal a stuffy no nose and the side effect is a third arm i think i'll have my stuffy nose right Your breath will be so bad, no one will come near you, but at least you can smell. And I find it so strange that we are often trying to fix temporary problems, but actually causing other problems. What I love about God is God is a God that fixes not just temporary problems, but Eternal problems. God is not a temporary fixer, God is an eternal fixer. In fact, if you study the life of Jesus Christ, three and a half years of ministry, three and a half years, isn't it amazing that Jesus? preached and taught and healed the sick for just three and a half years, yet he is the most influential leader to ever, ever live and crowds of people would flock around him because he was going to fix their heartbreaking many, many times, but temporary problems. Blindness and cripples and couldn't walk, demonic issues, fingers falling off because of leprosy. They would isolate you because of leprosy, not for 14 days, but for the rest of your life. They had no solution to that problem. I want to tell you today that the God of the Bible, He has empathy towards your current struggle. I love that that God is not just concerned about your eternal problem, but He is concerned about your temporary problems as well. It doesn't mean He fixes all of them, but He feels many times the pain. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest, speaking of Jesus, the ultimate high priest, who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. One of the things that you don't want to do is disconnect yourself from a group of people, a faith people. Don't just have your Christianity, just you and God, because you need to get around people who can empathize with your situation. And I found that, isn't it true, that if someone has gone through what you've gone through, they are far more empathetic towards your situation and your circumstance. And I'm not saying that God causes at all your problems, but how many of you know that often you cause your problems? Is there anyone in the back of the room that you've caused 99% of your own problems? And <laughs> the front of the room as well. Actually, the front of the room's looking particularly guilty. <laughs> I find that my wife is far more empathetic than I am. I'm not sure why. Someone's like, oh my gosh, this is happening, and she's like, oh... And I'm more like, oh, suck it up. And I don't know if that's just the man in me and the woman in her and the father kind of. And I hope that's not just pride. Still praying about it. Not sure. God is empathetic though, God is compassionate. Matthew 9, 36, Jesus, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and they were helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Everyone say, Bah. It is not the most complimentary picture that Jesus gives us that he tells us that we are sheep. I've never wanted anyone to say, You're such a sheep. You're a fluffy, dumb looking creature. Like, I don't know of anyone who just walks up to their significant spouse or boyfriend and go, Bah. I've never seen that. Have you? It's amazing that God calls us many things. He calls us more than conquerors. He calls us a a priesthood. He calls us sons and daughters of the most high God. And then he also says, but by the way, you're also a sheep. Therefore, sheep must listen to the shepherd. But here's the interesting thing is, though you may not listen to the good shepherd, all of us are listening to shepherds. Shepherds are simply the voices that we allow to influence us the most. And can I suggest to you that we must get good at discerning the right voice. Are you with me in this 9 a.m. service? He is concerned about the temporary. Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, God's covenant with the nation of Israel. He says, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Is there anyone that still believes that God is a healing God? Come on, is there anyone that believes that God is a healing God? Doctors heal people. Nurses heal people. It isn't always a supernatural thing, but let me shepherd you well for a moment. If 2020 has taught us one thing, you know one of the things that I wish that I'm hearing more is like take care of your health. Because if everyone is relying on some vaccine to help us all, how about heart attack? How about diabetes? Can we actually recognize that health is our responsibility? Because if the media is not telling you that, let this shepherd tell you that. He is a God who is touched by our temporary problems. He has empathy, he has compassion towards our current struggle. But the message of Christmas and the message of the angels and the message of shepherds was the message of heaven. It was an echo of God's heart towards mankind. It was an eternal message, but pay attention to this, to an eternal problem. See, you and I often focus on our temporary problems, don't we? Our temporary problems, they come and they go. Yesterday, I had a toilet problem. It also became a smelly problem. That was a temporary problem. But here's the interesting thing. I found that temporary problems, they might go away for months. They might go away for years. But how many know, they come back. But God is a God that is more concerned, not about your temporary situation, but your eternal dwelling. He is concerned about that. But let me tell you good news and great joy for all people. I looked up in the Greek what all means in the Greek. And you know what all means in the Greek? All means all. (laughs) Stole that from Steve. Here's the truth of the day. When Jesus was born, there was not a lot of good news. Israel was under rulership, under Rome. And what's amazing about that time is you do a little bit of research on the history of that time. The average age of death was 35 to 40 years of age. Not because no one lived long, it was because the actual first year of your life was so fragile. So much so that Romans would not consider you to have a birth yet until your baby was over one. And they wouldn't actually allow full grieving process unless your child was over 10. 10. We said something, they were so used to a culture of death that death became normal. And when women gave birth in pregnancy, many of them also died as well. Many times because they didn't follow the Levitical priesthood laws of washing and cleansing. A, a, a doctor at that time would go from one baby that had just died to another person and was not washing their hands and they didn't have sanitizer. And do you know, it was actually a Christian that discovered that maybe medical practitioners should wash their hands more because the Levitical priesthood and the Levitical laws told them that you needed to wash your hands. Isn't it amazing that medical doctors discover discoveries in the Bible? Are you with me? See, the facts were filled with temporary problems. CNN kept reporting the average age of lifespan is sadly 35 to 40 years of age. They said, stay away from people. Don't touch anyone. Live in a cave. That was CNN. MSNBC said infant mortality continues to be a major problem. Therefore, never have a baby. Wall Street Journal kept reporting that women who gave birth to babies, many of them were not making it. Which meant again... No dating allowed. Their reality made 2020 look like a picnic. 2,000 years ago, hear this now, 2,000 years ago, their reality made 2020 look like 2020 was their banner year. But here's the breaking news. There is an eternal vaccine. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for how many people? all the people there is an eternal vaccine their message was an eternal message and what I find interesting is that God shows up to shepherds why show up to shepherds it's kind of this subtle message that we are sheep and that we need to listen to someone here's the interesting thing too shepherds were not looked up to in that culture in the culture of Egypt, they were considered scumbags and losers. So watch this now. God chose scumbags and losers to carry an eternal message, which also says this, that you've got to be humble to receive the message. Hear that again. You've got to be humble to receive that eternal vaccine. See, sometimes the picture that many times the media has painted of churches is actually a, 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 a reputation that would be like shepherds. But let me tell you, from a shepherd, a pastor, I have good news for you. I have great joy for you. And it is for all of you. It is for the broke. It is for the rich. It is for male and female. It is for you. If 2020 has been a great year or a bad year, I met some people the other day they're like, 2020 has been great for me I'm like I'd keep that under wraps for now (laughs) let me tell you the good news about this vaccine someone say I need this vaccine but the good news about this vaccine this eternal vaccine is there are no side effects in fact when injected with this vaccine the person will have symptoms such as this more joy more peace, they should grow in character. They will become more generous. It might hurt in the process, but they'll become more generous. They will go out of their way to help people, not hurt people. I was talking to someone this morning. He said, I used to be involved in gang life, but since I've become a Christian, I just pray God blesses them, God handles them, because he said, I used to handle them myself. See, when you take the eternal vaccine. You'll become a forgiving person. You'll let go of offenses. You'll let people go. You won't be like the mob that'll remember it forever. Are you with me? You may have weird symptoms like you believe God loves you. You might have weird symptoms like for some reason I need to put on praise and worship every day. I just feel like I'm, 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 I'm addicted to it. You might feel like you have to read the Bible, you're not even sure why. You have to go to church. Someone say, You go to church again? Here's the symptom of someone who's had the eternal vaccine. They feel like church is necessary, they feel like church is essential. I get to and I got to. Come on, I'm not preaching to anyone today. I believe some of the symptoms of the vaccine are you think everyone else should have the vaccine. Here's what I believe about Christianity. I believe Christianity should be a mandatory vaccine. Now, God gave you the option. Don't you like that? God gave you the option. He won't enforce you. He won't make you. He won't line you up and say, you got to have this vaccine. But he will offer it to you in a continually and constantly. He says, listen, take this vaccine. It's good for you. Some of you, your friends have invited you, invited you like, why you invite me to church? Because they've had the vaccine and they know what it did for them. Don't be afraid. There's good news. There's great joy. There is a savior. The angel's message was not to fix a temporary problem, but an eternal problem. Hasn't 2020 seemed like something's broken? Something's broken. You're like, what's wrong with the world? What's wrong? But the same thing that's always been wrong. See, see, craziness didn't start in China in 2019. It started in the Garden when mankind missed it, when mankind sinned, and that DNA began to pass to you and to me. You're like, I don't believe in the sin nature. Are you sure? You lock your doors at night? Why do you lock your doors at night? That's weird. If we lived in a perfect world, why wouldn't you just let it all hang out? <laughs> Literally and figuratively. If we, lived in a, if we lived in a perfect world, you wouldn't need an alarm for your car, would you? You could hand anyone your credit card. Just like, here, bring it back in a week. You know, one of the biggest things that says to me, we live in a broken world, I'm a parent, I'm very careful on who watches my kid. If there's a fear that I have, I'm not a fearful person, I'm a positive person, I think nothing's gonna go wrong. Life has taught me otherwise. But I'm protective on who watches my kids. Very protective. I kill you. And I don't mean like, I don't mean figuratively. I mean, I kill you. You're a pastor. I kill you anyway. I talk to Jesus about it later. Yeah. Someone was messing with my boy recently and my girl. I was like, I don't care if you're 11, we'll fight. I'll be like, You're in my weight class, son. Let's go. I just identified as 89 pounds, that's all. All right, let's move on. Come on, let's move on. (laughs) The shepherds I need to be listening to are declaring good news, not bad news. The shepherds I need to be listening to are declaring, here's the thing, Jesus the shepherds I don't need to be listening to are declaring themselves. The shepherds declared Jesus. The, declare, the shepherds declared hope. The shepherds declared good news, but they didn't Point to themselves. They pointed people to Jesus. The safest shepherd you could ever get around, the safest Christian you could ever get around, isn't pointing to themselves, but they're pointing others to Jesus. Because he is the ultimate good shepherd. He is the safe shepherd. He is the greatest shepherd. Can I get a good amen? What are the benefits of the vaccine, the eternal vaccine? I want to give you three things this morning. I've told you about the side effects. You might just think you're alive for a purpose, amen. Number one, it is shame. Isaiah 53. Verse three says, he was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom men hide their faces. Watch this now, they hid their face because he was so ugly to look at. They hid their face because it was a shameful thing that Jesus did on the cross. He literally hung there naked and he was beaten so badly that the Bible says that he was unrecognizable as a man, swollen and broken. And so he 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 would be one of those, if you've ever watched a TV show and and, and it got so violent in that part that you kind of looked away or you covered your kid's face and so forth. That was Jesus. But he is the shame takeaway. Have you ever looked at someone and maybe you wronged them relationally and you saw them and then all of a sudden you kind of didn't want to see them? You had shame on the inside. I think a lot of people view God like that. A lot of people view church like that. They're like, I could never come into church because that's the place I would feel bad about myself. But I want to tell you this, that God doesn't just show you your sin, He takes away your shame. He takes it away. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, God can remove the shame of your life, but you have to expose it to Him. Don't run from God, He already knows. Don't run, don't hide. What did Adam do in the garden? He hid. What is the nature of man to hide from our mistakes? but you have to resist your nature and, and proclivity even to hide from your mistakes, and you must bring them to God because He can remove your shame. Do you believe it? It cures shame. The eternal vaccine, it cures sin. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, but the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. Iniquity, iniquity is the things on the inside that make you do things. Iniquity. Another terminology for it is sin. I was playing darts with my uh, my son and his cousin the other night, and there was those magnetic darts. They're useless. But we were playing darts and the boys were missing the dart board a lot. I'm like, guys, you're denting the sheetrock and you're messing everything up. Sin literally means to miss the mark. The theological definition of sin is to miss the mark of its original design. There's not a man in here, there's not a woman in here that doesn't feel like at one stage of the game you miss the mark. Even the most moral of people miss the mark. But I found that the most moral of people have actually admitted they miss the mark. It is the Mother Teresa's, it is the Billy Graham's that have admitted their sin that seem to live the most moral life. So don't try and live this Christian life just in your own strength. I'm gonna try harder. Oh, bless God, I'm gonna try harder. You can, have you ever even tried to be just perfect for a week? Just a week, don't cuss. Don't think anything you shouldn't think. Don't watch anything you shouldn't watch. Don't even, even if you had a really moral week and then you started walking around going, oh, it's moral this week. (laughs) that's pride. And pride calls the the devil an archangel to be a devil. What will pride do to you? It cures condemnation. The eternal vaccine cures condemnation. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Speaking of Jesus, by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. The opposite of justification is condemnation. If you were to stand in the court of law and a judge was to look at you, and if you were to commit murder, he would say you are condemned to a certain sentence. But if you were proved guilty, he would look at you and he he would say, you are justified in this court of law to be righteous. You are free to go. The message of Christianity is all of us have actually Been guilty, but Jesus stood in our place and He was justified so that God, the righteous one, could give righteousness to you as a gift and not a thing that you could earn or deserve. Come on, can I get a better amen? What is this eternal vaccine better than? It's better than your ideal job, it's better than being a star on YouTube, it's better than having a million followers on Instagram. It's better than a sports professional contract. It's better than being a big time entrepreneur. It's better than if your stock goes crazy. It's better than an ideal life partner. Why? Because all of those things are temporary. God wants to bless you in the temporary, but God wants to bless you eternally. Can I have the worship team to come back? It's an eternal vaccine. The problem with this eternal vaccine is a lot of people don't think they need it. I was 20 years old and jumped into a car. I was used to, in Australia, wearing a seatbelt. If you don't wear a seatbelt in Australia, they give you like a $275, $375 fine. They don't mess around. They're like, hey. He's like, okay. So everyone wears a seatbelt. I came to America. And at the time, we were just driving around campus. So campus, you only had to drive 20 miles an hour. I jumped in a friend's car, and I put on my seatbelt. He looks at me and goes, why are you putting your seatbelt on? I was like, I don't know. And I felt like insecure for a moment. I was like, oh, I'm not a man. Wearing a seatbelt. Made me feel weird. The next nine months to a year, got out of the habit of wearing a seatbelt. Drove with some friends to actually a Christian conference at that time to Maryland. And then we had parked and got gas. and, And I'm like, man, I'm tired. I jumped in the back, put a little pillow next to my head. And about 60 seconds later, light rain our friends, we were in two cars. The friend in front of me, he hits the brakes to stop at a red light. My friend hits the brakes. And all of a sudden, we start sliding, and I knew we were going to crash. And so I grabbed the seat in front of me. And as we hit the car, it wasn't a huge crash, but we hit the, the, the other car. Instead of going forward, because I was holding forward, I went up, and I smashed my head against the roof. Kind of fell down. I popped up, and everyone's like, is everyone okay? And I was like, yeah, we're good. And then all of a sudden, blood dripping down my head and 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 all my friends gather around so I was the only one that's hurt take me to the hospital I had 25 stitches in my head still got a scar today and then I was wearing a neck brace sitting on a chair and the nurse interviews me and she says Anthony um and literally bandage picture bandage on my head neck brace she says were you wearing seatbelt I was like no you know how dumb you sound? Do you have any idea how stupid it looks with a bandage on your head and a neck brace around your neck saying to her, I, I didn't think I needed one? You look like a poster boy child for an insurance ad. Stupid is as stupid does. I am not a smart man but I know what stupid is, I was dumb from this day, actually the first day, first date ever had with my wife, it was probably six months, nine months later, she gets in the car, she didn't have a seatbelt on, I look over, I was like, put your seatbelt on, she literally then was like, I ain't dating this guy, this was our first date, I didn't realize I said it kind of aggressively, I was like, put your seatbelt on, She's like, this guy hits women. She didn't think that. She didn't think that. <laughs> but she did think to herself it took me 15 more minutes to kind of undo what I did. I didn't even realize I did it. In her head, she was like, oh, I'm done with this Australian fool. Don't worry. Got it back, gentlemen. Got it back. Just couldn't resist herself. Just couldn't resist it. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. If doctors, if nurses with more experience than you, if car manufacturers think you need a seatbelt, do you need a seatbelt? Let me ask you a bigger question. The God that made you, the God that created you, the God that created all of mankind, every man, every woman, every nation, if He says to you, you need a Savior, how dumb is it? If you say you don't, He says, son, you need a Savior. You're like, what do you mean I need a Savior? I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't need saving. He's like, death will come. He says, and one day you'll stand before me and you don't want to stand before me in your goodness because your goodness compared to me is completely unrighteous. But He says, I want to justify you. I want to forgive you. I want to heal you. I want to restore you to the image that I originally intended for your life. Stop getting your identity from everyone else and from culture. Begin to get it from the one who made you. Even you don't have the the ability to identify yourself. The one who made you can identify you. And he says, son, listen, there's broken pieces there, but I came with good news, great joy, all people. There is a Savior. His name is Jesus. Do you know the Bible says where two or three would gather in his name? And do you know in moments like this, the Bible says that he would walk amongst us? Bible says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I, I stand at the door, he says, and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, says I will come in and hang out with him, I'll be a friend to him. And that's what I believe happens in, in church when you don't know God, you're far away from God. You know more than anything else what I believe happens is God knocks. See, He does not mandate the vaccine. He invites you to the vaccine. He invites you. And I promise you this. The Christian life can be challenging, but it's better than you think. If you're not a follower of Christ, if you don't know Jesus yet, I promise you, you'll actually be surprised how much joy you have. You'll be surprised how much peace you have. You're like, man, I feel like I'm alive for a reason. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He doesn't want to give you religion. He wants to give you abundant life good news great joy all people pastor you don't know what i did no son you don't know what he did you don't know what he did he died the worst criminal's death so that the worst could be justified it is an eternal vaccine all across this place i'm gonna ask you to close your eyes Those watching online, I'm going to ask you in this moment to close your eyes. I'm going to ask you, if you're in the overflow today, to close your eyes. And ask yourself this question, have I received the eternal vaccine? And if I haven't, am I willing to just surrender? Am I willing to trust? Am I willing to say, God, I need it. At the end of the day, being saved is saying, God, I need it. I need your saving. I need your forgiving. I need your healing. So I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross. I believe you came to earth. And right now, I ask you, come into my life, be my vaccine, forgive my sin, take away my shame, make me your daughter, make me your son. All across this place, if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and raise it up high. Maybe you've never prayed it before. or If you know you're away from God, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Quickly raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All across this place. That's awesome. That's awesome today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. High enough. Long enough for me to see it, just so I can recognize you. See you. That's awesome today. Jesus died on a cross for you love she's got a plan for your life thank you You put your hand down now father i thank you for every hand thank you for every hand in the overflow every hand watching online thank you for every hand in the auditorium right now so father in the name of jesus bless your people i pray in the mighty name of jesus and everyone said come on can we give the lord a hand
1: amen for every single person that decided today to place their faith and their hope in Jesus. We want to gift you with something as you leave. And if you're online as well, you can text CONNECT7 to 97000 and we'll send you this book, Following Jesus. If you're in person, you can stop in at our Next Steps counter right through those doors on the right and one of our team members will give you this book Following Jesus. Um, Also as part of giving Christmas away, every year we provide a bunch of gift cards to Shoprite. To any family within our church, or maybe even a family member or a neighbor who may have fallen on hard times. If you know someone, or if that's yourself, as we close tonight, today's service Um, as you leave you can come forward grab a gift card one of our team members one of our prayer team would be so blessed to pray for you um, during this time and if you are a first-time guest or if you're online our regular service times are every Sunday at 9 11 and 1. Merry Christmas from Anthony and I and the whole Church Alive family God bless you guys we love you so much.